Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello. We have got a mega guest this episode. It really helps us to the wildest extent when you rate, review and subscribe to this. So please do tell every sausage you've ever met about it. And if you have spare actual money ever, then I'm on a site where you can swap anything from $2 a month for tailor-made hoovering related prizes. If you could go for that, then please visit patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. That's enough of my haranguing. This week's guest is a verifiable superstar, author of three cookbooks, no bloody less, and star of the incredible hit series Cold Feet. I know, it's Faye Ripley. Faye put her hands up before we met in her totally stunning home, by the way, that she thinks vegan cakes are, in her words, a shit. So I do my best uh, to sway her with my, if I don't say so myself, pretty fit vegan carrot cake. You'll find out whether or not I succeed. Find out what food is like on the set of Cold Feet and all other film sets. And without meaning to, hear me very, 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 very much accidentally ask uh, this incredible woman, Faye, who's like the most graceful, poised, important woman I've ever met, who I'm totally in awe of. Hear me accidentally ask about her blowjob technique. Yes, that happens. Bloody hell. Apologies about uh, the nearby building noise in this episode. We have absolutely done our best to get rid of that. And hats off to Emma, my excellent producer and editor. She has done amazingly there because at times it was loud. They're knocking down the bowls club. (gasps) I have stood on a picket line about it. (laughs) I have. I've done some local news items about (laughs) said bowls club. Um, I didn't think that was me. 
No. But it became. It me. turns out that's you. That, that is. That became a, a me thing to do for a little while. What's this bowls club being turned into? Oh, guess what? Luxury housing. Oh. Um, but anyway, hey, let don't even start me on that. So anyway, they're knocking down the bowls club, so it's just a bit noisy in the background. That's Soz. all right. There's nothing that can't be made better by some cake. Exactly right. What we've done is so you are like an actual baker. Well, I'm not. Just to put a I'm bit of pressure on your cake because I know you're going to win this cake contest. It doesn't look great, my cake. It looks amazing. Well, no, I'm I'm very happy to flag up the fact that you can see there's a dip in the middle of the cake and okay. the melting because of the heat of the day. Yes. The melting icing is sort of pooling in the middle of my cake. <laughs> I like um, it. But I thought you'd. I genuinely. This is how little I know about baking. Thought yeah. you'd perhaps potentially have done that on purpose because for me a cake is in large part about the, the nice drizzly topping it, and you've did. made a lake well let's say it. that that is why it's there <laughs> let's, let's definitely say that I mean this is an adapter cake this is a, a, from my, one of my own recipes guess from, it from, one of um, your from the, the, the more recent book Faye makes it easy um, which I do um, this is. Do you know your book's already been featured on this podcast? I do actually, because my friend Ashling Ashley, Bede did yeah, some bakery yeah. from it. And it was delicious. Uh, well, I, funnily enough, Ashling, um, uh, I worked with Ashling, and she used to bring in. She's, she's she likes to bake, and yeah. she used to bring in her. Um, uh, her uh, mainly vegan cakes. Yes. A lot of vegetables in. Ashling's baking. Yes. Now, I will tell you, I love Ashling, she's incredibly talented, but her cakes taste like shit. Because, and guess what? Because she puts avocado in everything. And it's like, I love avocado, but she, I don't want it in a brownie. Get the, it out. Oh. I saw her less than a week ago, and she just had some sweet potato pakora on her that she'd made. They had avocado in. There we go. I shit you not, they had avocado there in. There we go, it's fine. Listen, oh, I, I, Ashling. Also, by the way, Ashling, you, she's really right on, okay? Yeah, she she's is. ignoring the avocado wars yeah. that are happening. The Chilean now, Peninsula has yes, been devastated yes, by avocado. This is now a thing because of the overuse of the avocado in a brownie. Almost probably, in large part, just down to Ashling alone. I say so. <laughs> you know, shame on her. Shame on her. Call yourself yes. an eco warrior. Anyway, I. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty much forced on her my baking saying you've got to start to use actual baking ingredients yes. you know call me crazy but just some of the stuff that you know Mary Berry and a billion other people yeah. use um, and my good self anyway this is my lemon and pistachio <gasps> drizzle cake that isn't a lemon and pistachio drizzle cake so I didn't have any pistachios or only a handful oh, wow. so I found I did have some passion fruit so this is now a passion fruit <gasps> drizzle cake. Fantastic. Which I think might be even better, but it's basically the same recipe. It looks amazing. I can't wait to try it. What's yours? I... Yours doesn't look so amazing. No, but you. hopefully it will taste nice. I want to try... So I've made a vegan carrot cake. I feel like I've done an ashling. I've made you a very vegetably cake. Yes. Without the very basic thing that a cake apparently needs, which is eggs. But... Yes. I think if you're going to... So I, I know I'm up against it in terms of trying to make you like a vegan cake, but yeah, I think if there's any cake that you can cheat, it's it a carrot. What, yes, because it's so much moisture in that, and I think I that agree. The, the downfall of a vegan cake is often the dusty, dusty, MDF, yes, gravelly, and and actually there's so much moisture in the carrots, and there's not much oil in that. 
Because I do, I have a carrot cake, yes. and it, but it isn't vegan because I do use eggs, yeah. but I don't use butter, Okay. Um, I use oil, but, um, and it is really moist and it is really delicious. I, yeah. I, I'm up to be shown how okay. delicious your carrot cake is. I also just want to apologise if anyone's watched the, uh, seen the picture that comes with this, that I haven't iced it. We've met on one of the hottest days of the year, and I have carried some bits of bobs around with me, but also it's just going to be, it's not going to be worth it to faff about making the icing on this boiling hot day. It's not. We can imagine the icing. And the icing also isn't the best thing about the cake, I'll be honest. Vegan icing okay. is too sugary. It's vegan it's margarine and icing sugar with lemons. We wow. can imagine that. We can definitely imagine that. Um, so but anyway, I'm not going to try and make you love the look. It's just hopefully it'll taste all right. And it's got walnuts. I'm always worried I'm not saying that right because I've got a mum and a grandmother who both say say that word a bit funny. The name walnut. Yeah, you said it nicely there. Walnut. What were you saying? I think I might have said <laughs> walnut. Were you not? Wal- they, so my my nana flat out. My sister and I piss our pants every times, and we try and coax her into saying it, but she says walnut. A walnut. <laughs> not like a perfectly center. She's from Suffolk. Hang on. Walnut. A walnut. Oh, walnut. More walnut. of a walnut. Yeah. Well, hang walnut. on. I think she's, she, has she got a weak R in general? What's that? That's hard to say, isn't it? A weak R in general. It's like a vocal warmth. That's an odd... I mean, there are so many odd things that <laughs> I've come across in terms of dialects. Like, that's not one I've come across. No, walnut. But it sounds very EastEnders. When that's you're snout, saying it? it, not at all suffered very... Wal- um, walnuts in it anyway yeah and then um, instead of eggs there's flaxseed which is uh, like a kind of whole, wholemeal dust ground flax seed. okay sounds and then awful, you mix it yeah. you mix it with uh, hot water and it has the chemical effect in terms of binding and raising a little bit of an egg well let's see when yeah. I taste it but I would slightly question why try and mimic yeah. Uh, badly, yeah. a fluffy cake. Yeah. Why not have the things that you don't need egg for, like yeah. a biscuit or yeah. something sweet? Yeah, where it's still yeah. sweet. Well, it's but you still... really, it's really nice to have butter for a biscuit, isn't it? <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. Mm, mm. Um, or, or something where you can use a coconut oil or something. Yeah. I agree. I don't. Let's just taste them. Should Let's taste just taste them. them. But it is a bit like. Um, for uh, people who try and imitate bacon, yes. with turkey oh, bacon, for instance, disgusting. and you go, "What? Don't imitate it. Yeah. Do have something else. Yeah, have delicious. Something else. Have that, something that else I think, is my question yeah. sometimes to a vegan: is to yeah. be a vegan. That is amazing. Uh, some many of my recipes you can adapt to being vegan. Can you? Well, I say many. Some. Some. You mean some. Some enough. Yeah, enough, yeah, yeah. Enough to cover you <laughs> and to. And for instance, I did one, I, I, I posted it on my Instagram the other day where I made, I whizzed up a load of frozen mango, some soy yogurt, and um, put some all sorts of bits and pieces, did a really nice sort of nutty base to it. And it basically looked like a frozen cheesecake, but it was a frozen yogurt sort of uh, cake that it was in. And it, and it was really great. And all you needed to do was just swap in some coconut oil or whatever but yeah. anyway the point being that all that of that is that's great but it's do not trying to don't do try and make the stuff that it's not do you feel like yeah. that about fake meats though because i think that could be amazing so i flirt with veganism yes entirely for 
sort of care of the planet reasons. Yes. I don't have issues with animals dying per se. Right. So vegans and carnivores hate me. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I've right, really, work. I, for a comedian, I have an odd disdain for being liked. I'm, I'm not going to um, tell anyone you're in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I keep this really quiet. You feel like you're harboring a refugee yeah. from all normal sort yeah. of extreme foodies. Um, yeah, so <laughs> for me, I think when you fake something, if you can get something to behave like an egg, so it means that people are doing to the planet what, what's required to make enough eggs for the growing population yes. in the Western world, then that's good because you've just yeah. saved just a tiny bit of climate change. Yes. And but, and feel similarly for the sort of perfection of a fake meat because I think a lot of people still love eating meat. Yes. I definitely do. What's a fake meat that works for you? Um, corn chicken nuggets are alright. They're getting there now with uh, Iceland. I mean, they were very posh, expensive versions of the things, but in terms of accessible things, yes. Iceland have brought out a beef burger called No Bull that's amazing. Oh, right, yeah, because you want to have a burger. Yeah. I get wanting really to have a burger. It really tastes like a burger. It looks like a burger. It even looks like it bleeds with beetroot. They've done something with beetroot, so wow. it looks like... I mean, but ultimately, I think there's also... I think it's part of the point you're making, which is totally valid, a kind of lunacy in going to these very extreme... Uh, engineering lengths in terms of processing and, and the process and the process will be as bad for the planet. Mm, I don't know about that. Don't know. Well, I don't. I suppose, Just as a methane production, you're not having to yeah, kill a thing true. to get the thing. That's true. But we go back to the avocado yeah. wars. We do go back to avocado wars. I mean? Ultimately, it's going to be best just to not exist at all in terms of consumption, isn't it? Okay, well, should we try some cake? Should we try some cake? Okay. So, I think we, we've got to try your cake first. Okay. It. It's so funny with all this stuff. I don't know what's the lesser of many evils. I think there's a... I've got a pretty stingy slice there. No, I only... So oh, there we go, on. but we're going to yeah, try we, both cakes. Yeah, you know, we've got both cakes oh, to God, go through. Oh, God, I'm such here. a crap disher-upper. Um, I think there's... this kind of, I feel like there's undoubtedly, like... If you have a vegan diet, you have a less of a carbon imprint. Right, well, that's good. Then if Perfect. you don't. Yeah, which but is worth doing. even the things that have become popular through the rise of veganism, like soy, avocado, yes. etc. Hang on, yes. you have to have that one because I've smashed. At yeah. least have a prettier slice. Um, are all still devastating the planet as well because we're just doing everything on such a scale. Yes. Right, what do you think? I feel very it self-conscious. Looks, can I've, I say, it and, looks really moist and delicious. Okay, good. Have you got dates in here? No. That's a good thing. I like good. dates, but I feel there's a massive overuse of they're, dates. They're, in, they're having the their day in the sun right and beyond. Now. I couldn't agree. So, I mean, I love them in a sticky toffee pudding, don't also, get me wrong. Also, I feel like medjool dates are a... Get, it's just... All dates do the same thing in things. Why do you have to have a medjool one? What's just, a medjool one? It's just a date that's five times more expensive oh, and you can only get yeah. it from Planet Organic. Absolutely delicious. Very moist. No, Good. Sorry. Very yeah, moist. Okay. So how did you get the moist in? I have had a lot of practice of this one. Um, mm. What's moist in it? Not loads. Um, there's olive oil. Yes. I think the carrots must the carrots. add something. Um, the walnuts the aren't. The walnuts aren't. <laughs> They're dry, if anything. Mm. And then it's the spicing. I'm trying to think what else is wet in it. A tiny bit of vanilla essence. There's some sultanas in there. No. 
What's that brown thing then? More walnuts. Oh god. More walnuts. Mmm. That is really good. Yay. I think with your said vegan topping, it would have mm. been too sweet. I agree. Well, also the other thing is I'm I'm not really into like big chunky icings like you get on mm. all carrot cakes normally. Indeed. Is there a vegan cream cheese? Have they whipped? Yeah. Is there? Yeah, there's a. I mean, supermarkets have got versions of it now. Well, that's what you want for the top of it. Oh, is it? Some yes. Vegan cream you cheese. You don't want a buttery taste um, on the top. You want to just put a bit of icing sugar into some vegan cream cheese. Yeah. With a little bit of lemon, um, lemon zest. zest. Because that's then, a slightly to curdle as well than the margarine. Yeah, I think. Or I think that's the thing. I think that's, if I may say, the improvement yes. to the already delicious cake. So. I think for me, a carrot cake is all about. Where we've got some really nice spicy stuff in there. Mm, Lots of nutmeg and cinnamon and stuff. Mm, delicious. Very, very good. Um, and I think you'll agree that, as we have mentioned, mm. cake does make everything better. Makes everything better. Totally. I want to talk about how you got into doing cookbooks from acting. I got into them when my body started to have to force human beings out of it. Yeah. Out of the, the, the bits it was, they were meant to come out of. Which <laughs> meant that I was at home more okay. with my body. Yes. And the, the four <laughs> stone that I put on for each of my children. I did that. And uh, at five foot three, um, <laughs> that's quite a sight. The same, same girth as height. Um, so, um, so when I was at home with... Uh, little kids. I had basically been incredibly interested in food all my life. Yeah. Um, but but I, my relationship with food changed as as my finances changed, yeah. as as my work changed, as my circumstances changed. Mainly, yeah. my stepdad was Italian, and he was one of the first importers of various pastas and Italian food, basically. So I was always surrounded by oh, wow. different tastes. Wow, that's um, exciting. Which I mean, basically Did he cook. He didn't cook, right. but my mum, she's been married many times, I need uh -huh. to point out, because she definitely won't be listening to this. Oh, hey, I'm in. I'm basically <laughs> going to tell you loads of stuff about my mum. But she, um, she would sort of adapt to right. which husband it was at the time. So the Italian... <laughs> phase was the pasta phase um, uh -huh. but you know I went to school with you know rocket sandwiches and, and yes. different things because that was in our in our house at the time yeah. my dad in the meantime married um, where did you go my stepmom who London. was German oh, uh, wow. the suburbs Suburb, basically right. it's um, I was brought up about 45 minutes out of side of London in Surrey which means that I have no identity whatsoever you're not <laughs> London you have no accent you're nothing yeah, yeah, you're basically yeah. nothing um, sort of slightly privileged is all yeah. I can say but I don't know if that defines me um, but, <laughs> don't want um, it to do you no I one wants to be defined by being slightly don't privileged don't want it to which is no. why I moved to London yeah. uh, as soon as I was able but because I was actually born in Wimbledon oh. I can officially say that I am a Londoner you are a Londoner yes so I was Sorry. born in Wimbledon and I interrupted you and you said meanwhile um, but you had a German... So my stepmom is uh, a German, so I had some German influence, I had some Italian influence, and I had some English influence. Um, so the, that was the food thing there. Lots of great dessert wines. 
Well, I was a child, oh. so it wasn't weirdly wasn't drinking dessert <coughs> wine. I mean, I was I was convinced wine to try about nine years old. Do you think that's wrong? Well, I'm going to ask you, how's your relationship with alcohol now? I mean, I keep an eye on it. Yeah, <laughs> and pause the podcast. <laughs> Jessica cries. No, <laughs> um, it's much better than my one with food. Yes. So it's all right. But so then I okay. what, but then I sort of I think it's um so I had an Austrian grandparent and I think there's a very much kind oh. of like give the children a wine to With sip. With the wine. Yes. I mean anyway. there's a longer more complicated yes, answer yeah, yeah. probably for me there, but I used to so secret eat if anything right. as a child because my dad was very um he was very looking after his own weight. He right. used to watch my plate and go, <gasps> "How many potatoes? How many potatoes?" or "Oh, Faye, you're having a pudding." So what happened for oh. me was that I didn't get an eating disorder out of it as such. No. What I got out of it, which is possibly as dangerous, frankly, it's not really dangerous, but dangerous in a bikini, yeah. is um, that when I hit adulthood, I realised that with every pay packet I was ever going to earn for yeah. the rest of my life, I can buy any food I fucking want. Yeah. And it's exciting. And every mm. time I go to the supermarket... Because of what my dad identified to me that, no, you're not, no, watch it, no, is literally, I feel like, oh my God, here we go. Yeah. Every and single time. And it's exciting. That so freedom. exciting. It is the freedom. It's, it, even yeah. if I walk into a sweet shop, I go, if I want to, I can buy everything. Yeah. And it's a sort of weird grown-up, like, I'm a grown-up. You can't stop me. <laughs> I can eat all the biscuits. Yeah. Um, well, it's amazing that you can see that in that sort of very positive way, though, I think. because yeah. So in the one sense, I think a lot of the time when people had a, some um, food restriction in their childhood, then it can lead to either, not necessarily a disorder, but some disordered eating mm. from puberty onwards, or, be, or before that, or whenever. But also sometimes it can lead to people going like... I can have everything if I want, so I'm going to, so I'm going to, but yeah. have shame around that, which doesn't sound like the case, which is great. And actually, the first step in there's this amazing book that a therapist gave me years ago called Fat is a Feminist Issue. Yes. And it's all to do with trying to connect with when you're full, when you're hungry, listening to your body, getting not restricting what you eat ever. Yes. And actually, this is the healthiest possible relationship you can have with eating is yeah. when you're like, do I fancy that? I'll have it then if I fancy yeah. it. Or do I really want that? Or am I actually full? Or am I just want that because I'm feeling anxious? Whatever. Yes. Yes. And the first stage in that book and in every conversation I've ever had with any sort of food psychologist who have this kind, holistic approach to it is, imagine you're allowed whatever you want. Because actually... You are. Because you are. You're yeah, grown up. And so to actually have that realisation yeah. come out of some restrictions put on you in childhood, of your own volition to have come out of it with that positive kind of like, I can have anything here. And... It's great. Off your first question. And then, as a grown-up woman starting to bring up my own children, I can also write cookbooks and yes. and give all of that love and excitement to other people so that is ultimately sort of where it ended up amazing um, amazing and the market is now really flooded but when i started writing them which was about 10 years ago yeah um it was you know there was nigella and jamie and and the obvious stuff but um 
people were doing it if they were chefs and they were well-known chefs they weren't doing it one if they're an actress but you know now presenters everybody's doing it now and good luck to them kind of Um, but but, no no really really good luck to them no Um, I mean best of luck only just to say good luck I was the first but uh, really good luck with your stupid recipes Um, but um, you blogger the thing that I wanted to achieve which I genuinely think I have achieved is that the people who like my recipes uh, and come and tell me or, or online or whatever it is the thing I can give them is confidence so I write these for I, the, it, there are not that many ingredients everything you can find in your supermarket you don't, it's not hugely expensive any of it um, they, you can't really fail um, I, I, I hated when I was trying to achieve working mum being yeah. the point um, I was trying to achieve a lot with my food. I still do because it makes me happy to provide that food. It makes me a bit unhappy when, I, when I'm not getting it right, basically. Yeah. That's what I've been able to identify. Is when I tr- do recipes and they're not good enough, they, they fail on me or I can't get it quite right. And I yeah. feel bad about myself. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as Nigella or whoever yeah. it is. But especially um, with baking, because I think baking, there's a real science to it. I mean, there's only so much you can get wrong, a pasta sauce or whatever, and you can get those things wrong. That's true. But you're baking, it feels like, I think to the it. uninitiated. So, yeah, so, my, so my partner, yeah, he wouldn't, he describes himself as someone who has heat food up rather than cook it. He doesn't yeah. take any joy from it and it's a functional thing. I mean, he loves eating, but yeah. not. And so you, actually the idea of baking something would be the most frightening thing for him. So your book can be helpful with people like that, perhaps, who take out... Do you me- know, a male chemistry. thing with baking, and there is a real sort of male-female you know, It's funny, isn't me- it? It's, and, and it is totally ridiculous when you think most chefs, including patissiers, are yeah. men. Um, but in the sort of domestic environment, men think they're not meant to make cakes. Do you know what? Tell them to make bread. They think they're allowed to make bread. <laughs> no, but it's like they think, oh, I'm a baker. Oh, that's manly. Just get them to make a bloody loaf. Some of my favourite sentences I've ever heard, they... They think they're allowed to make bread. Yeah, they're honest to God. He'll Morons. think he's manly if he's making bread. And very quickly, you can sideline him into a Victoria sponge. You won't even notice. Honest to God. Say scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. I read an interview where you said that you learnt to cook by making mistakes, and I love that. And I'm still making mistakes, hence the pooling icing on my thing. Try the pooling. What is a mistake? Yeah, what is it? Let's talk about mistakes. I mean, burning stuff is a mistake, but it's not really when you slice the top off the burnt thing and then cover it in something else, and nobody ever knows. It's not a mistake anymore. I tell you what, I'm not very good at. Although I'm getting slightly better because cooking for me is all about confidence. Hence, the doing easy accessible recipes giving people confidence then they can cook it's as simple as that no one cannot cook you just haven't got confidence yeah so as my building confidence i can deal with more now but i like i don't like to have to do things in a rush i think it's stressful so i would oh. say i would get people off the hook and say if you haven't got time don't worry about it don't, don't do, do it. it don't do it couldn't don't agree more yourself. there's nothing how yeah there's no way to ensure you're not going to enjoy something than to not give yourself enough time to do it yeah and it, with and it, anything actually I feel like I'm constantly trying to teach myself life, that in my whole yes, life I constantly true. you know get to the point where you go oh that was too much yeah <laughs> let's go back to pairing it back some people are very good at the management of that I have yeah. got friends who can 
pack into a day what I will be sort of happy with over a three week period yeah. <laughs> but, um, I hate those people but they're amazing but um, you know I, I let, mind can I say they let themselves down with their hair <laughs> Just putting that out there. My hair is never not done. I'm never not blown. Um, they let themselves down with their hair. Just saying. Just saying. I'll take that. I'll yeah. take. I'm going to take yeah. that. It'll make you feel better. I'm not afraid of a blow dry. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> You've I've got, got a, a number. Curl. I've got a woman that could come round. Yeah, I've got a natural cut. And in this weather, in this weather, for you, actually, yeah. to bear in mind, I haven't even. I, mm. Your hair is incredible. On this hot, hot day, it's a really good... You've got great hair. Come on. Um, can we try your cake? Yes, let's try I feel it. Like okay. We all chat. Well, it's can so you try good. my cake? Are you going yes, to please. let your... Yes. You're not going to let the side down? Yeah, I'm not on that side. Okay. I'm an outsider when it comes to... I suspect this oh might be... God, so good. Very, very sweet. It looks so um, good. But... I think that's what a cake's about, though, isn't it, really? Yeah. <gasps> Look, I mean, if you can I say right now before you eat anything, if you've got a nut allergy, actually you haven't. No, I haven't. I've already shown. If that is a loaded gun. There we go. But yeah, I did find. Oh my god, it looks so good. This passion fruit curd in the back of my fridge. Passion fruit curd. I can see the passion fruit seeds, and there are some pistachios. Are there? I oh, found a handful, so, so I've used them on the top. Is there, and is there more curd inside? The curd is, is there inside. a layer of curd? <gasps> and um, mm. so this cake, re your partner's um, fear of baking. Yeah. If you have one piece of equipment, which mm. I suggest you put on your wedding slash funeral list, mm-hmm. things you need to have mm. before you die, is a um, food processor. Because basically I make nearly all my cakes in a food processor, which isn't a, you know, a big fancy thing. Not a kitchen aid. What's not it a called, kitchen a kitchen aid. It's the thing that you basically chop nuts in or whatever. Yeah, um, like so a Nutribullet so or even a Maggi Mix. It, a Maggi Mix. Yeah. A Nutribullet is the, the tall ones where you make your soup. So not yeah. that, but uh-huh. something a bit wider and more bowl-like. But anyway, and you stick everything in that and then you put it in a tin. And that's mm. basically what I did with this. Soup. Oh my god! Really? That is just a doing. one bowl. One bowl. This is so incredible. Um, that curd. The curd's good because the that tangy adds the, top. The, the tangy moistness and there's loads I mean, of it's, almonds. It's, and mine was really nice and this is inordinately better. This <laughs> is so well, much better. To be fair, I'm it's not so tasty. The bottom line, you know, I think it's good. Mm. It's delicious. Your cake is delicious, but you're never going. No, but with a vegan cake, it's probably you're, you're fighting mm. a losing battle in terms of a competition. But that's no. not what we're doing. Well, no, we decided to pretend we'd have a competition. But you done. can't like don't in a way don't bother with the competition. Just mm. in its own right, a delicious vegan cake. Just eat two cakes. Just eat two cakes. <laughs> or, um, but I think uh, because yeah, I'm able to use eggs, and that's going to bring something to the party. There's no mm. point in pretending it isn't really. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's so good. It's so tasty. Mm. As an experiment, I'd love to just see what happened if you used flaxseed instead of eggs in this. I've only ever used... Well, I would but, love to know, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a go. It'll, but this is the other thing, to come back to mistakes, I have no fear of failure on that front. I've spoken to people, especially for this podcast, who, when they cook for people in any capacity and it goes wrong, they're mortified. And I think, well, then you're going to be held back. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother. Because it's too... Um, if it's that stressful, whereas I don't mind... I, I sort of weirdly don't care about failure in cookery. It's like, I, oh, well, I tried and I enjoy trying. 
Yeah, so I mean, you'll get a takeaway <laughs> if it's that bad, whatever, you know. Yes, no, that is true. And then you can take more risks and try new things if you don't mind them going wrong. Yes, and it's, um, I think it sort of depends on who's going to eat mm, it, that's if true, I'm absolutely actually. honest. So if you've got people coming over who are a bit judgy, oh, yeah. then I'd be, I'll be honest with you. Or no, mainly if I've got people coming over, the people I like cooking for the most are those that I want to impress. Mm. Mainly gay men. Mm-hmm mainly the ones that are going to go away and tell other people how amazing my lifestyle yes. is. Also, other girlfriends, mm. quite keen always to impress them. Yeah. Even Sometimes I even find, it's basically showing off, I'm doing about showing mm. off. I like to show off mm. with what I can achieve, even though I'm doing it and it's really easy and yeah. blah, 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 and not stressful. Even to the point where I have my uh, kids' friends over, not all of them, but some of them, I become quite showy-offy with, quietly, and sort of so that they will tell their mum. Yeah, of course. This is, Go. The, this is the problem with natural-born show-offs. Yeah. Do you know what? I've already... My child is only two, and already when I'm looking after another a friend's baby as well, oh, even yeah. when it's a one-year-old, I'll be a bit annoyed if they don't like what I've made them. Yeah. <laughs> but also lie they to can't the mother. Even, but they can't even talk yet. Yeah, you should lie to the mother. <laughs> like, so like, they oh, loved her? She absolutely loved my ratatouille. Couldn't get enough Wolfed of it. Wolfed it. Yeah. And the mother goes, well, that's so weird. They hated Ratatouille until now. Oh, they shouldn't have. They hadn't tried yeah. mine yet. That's right. If she could, she'd tell you. Um, um. <laughs> I, think, I think showing off is, is good. It's a real yeah. motivator. Totally. For cooking. So, so do you still love cooking at home? It doesn't feel like a busman's holiday when you're coming up. Um, when, when something becomes work, I wonder whether... There, are there any ways in which it sort of scuppers the enjoyment, the kind of base level enjoyment? For example, in comedy... When you've been doing stand-up for a while, mm. then you, when you go and watch comedy, or even when you're watching it on television, there are times where, when something's brilliantly funny, rather than laughing, you'll go, oh, that's very funny. <laughs> Reviewing. And it sort of kills this bit of you that gives you that instinctive... Oh, okay, and I wonder what whether it, you have that where with, it when kills you become it. cooking for a job. Um, cooking at home is the singularly most fun thing that I do in my life. Great. It is the thing I enjoy the most... Uh, everything about it is great because I am showing off to my own poor family who have to constantly give me a round of applause. It must be so boring. Um, and for my friends and for my family or whoever it is. Um, the bit where it does impact is if I go to a restaurant. Yeah. Because a bit of me now is going, that's okay. What are you with your, with your roulade? You know, I think I prefer mine. A simpler version. So I went with the cast of Cold Feet. We've just finished filming and we all went yes. out for a big posh um, meal to up north um, to a fancy sort of newish restaurant Ooh, where I can't remember the name of it, but it's in Stockport. It's the only fancy restaurant in Stockport. Okay, it's we'll look gorgeous. it up. We'll put it in the podcast. And name. it's very sort of Danish by design. They've got an Ooh. old, or everything is sort of reclaimed and a, a really interesting building and the chef forages for everything. Oh. Um, they've got their own little field and they use their own... Basically, it, it, we had like a 99-course meal. It wasn't, oh. but it seemed that yeah. way. And everything he said was sort of, here's a leftover weed that we've turned into oh, something. I mean, I did get a bit bored with the sort of, like, well, we found this at the side of the road oh. and we've turned into something. I was like, yeah, but it's costing 150 quid. Like, is there nothing that? you bought here? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, as a result, and it was all brilliant and very foragey, and, but I did mainly just want 
something a bit simpler and something that because yeah. I'm so used to the way that I eat now it's very yeah. fresh it's very simple mm. and it's um, not as considered I'm not so good with such a considered cuisine yeah. um, it doesn't quite work a little bit overwritten a bit overwritten love yeah yeah it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So you just finished filming. So on set, what's that like? In terms of eating, does it sort of throw you off kilter if you're used to... We've got really good caterers. Long, long... Okay, that's great. No, that's really great. They exciting. are genuinely really good. Have mainly, they got better over the series? Uh, well, the ones we've got, which we've had for three years with okay. the sort of comeback yes. of cold feet, um, they are genuinely, they care and it's great. And it, it's, it's quite a, a feat to cook for that many people yeah. um, every single day. And I know the budgets are really low. Mm. They don't get much money to do it. So hats off, it's great food. Normally when you film the food is inedible it is disgusting I will often you know in a slightly noncy way turn up with a Tupperware basically yeah. but anyway I don't have to on coffee it's absolutely delicious no. in the old days it was disgusting so I'm pleased that that has changed hello I'm interrupting my own podcast hello how are you Anyway, I'm just here to explain that at this point in my conversation with Faye, the noise from the building work became obscene. So we had to cut a chunk of stuff out. We've salvaged as much as possible and you haven't missed anything critical. But we're about to go back into the conversation at what feels like a slightly illogical point. But that's so that you can get the maximum amount of the conversation still in this podcast. So apologies that this bit sort of doesn't seem to quite flow on from the last bit. Here we go. Mm, I'm in my time. I do think that uh, the the sort of your grandmother's sort of the the the, the post-war thing of a little bit of what you fancy goes a long mm. way. As you say, don't restrict yourself, but don't go mad. I yeah. mean, um, the the post 
war Britain. The, the other thing is, that, and, and going back to my first cookbook when I had young children, and when I realised that all of my friends and all of their families were eating separately, they were having separate food, so for your two-and-a-half-year-old, yeah. they would be eating different food to you or your partner or whatever, and different, again, to the teenager in the room. And I was like, I, I'm sure that in Italy... For instance, uh, everyone's eating the same food at the same time. So that was partly what I was trying to do was about saying, do you know what, this will work for everybody. And if it doesn't, you should rethink some of your family eating habits because everybody should really be eating the same food. If it's good, delicious food, there's no reason to walk away from it. Certainly the most Um, economical way to be. It's much better packaging-wise, everything. It's all the... I I really, really believe very strongly that... And it's an old-fashioned, it's a European... It's what how Britain used to eat, but we became very Americanised and uh, age played such a part as I say mm. that, that depending on what age and children were expected to eat nursery food and then for some reason when they hit five years old everyone's going well you won't touch garlic and you go well that's because you haven't yeah. given him any love it's like oh god he's still having his rust yeah um but it's but so anyway well I can't remember what my point was but um the clean eating movement it came out of all of that but then I think just the wholesomeness of moderation moderation a little bit of a good thing going a long way and it's the grandmother's sort of theory about you know sort of try not to get into the fads I think is, yeah. is good I think yes don't get into any of the fads no also it's a distinct lack of humour with yeah. any fad frankly which is never good and you know as you say when you get things wrong with food with yeah. anything you can have a sense of humour about it make yeah. the most of it everybody's trying their best let yourself off the hook um, and you know it'll get you a long way basically I mean couldn't agree more um, but anyway I, I the, the main thing is that I have for many many years identified is that i love food i love yes. it every three times a day i can do that <laughs> what are you kidding me this is amazing it is pretty amazing it is amazing it? i sometimes get excited hours before like yeah. well i always get excited hours before but sometimes days before of course if i know if there's some like a food i've always wanted to try a restaurant i'm desperate to try then you think oh god it's only three weeks away i like yeah. i love the thinking about so it before the thing yeah um a few weeks ago, I ordered a pizza. We've got a new pizza place where I live in South East London that's brilliant. Yeah. It's called Mama Dough. Wow. And um, I knew for about two weeks that we were getting a Mama Dough pizza that evening. And I was so excited about it on the afternoon, I phoned and ordered it loudly from my gym. <laughs> just not? to prove a point to well, the just other I people. thought, oh, I can't wait any longer and I don't want to risk having to wait a bit extra when I get home. So, yeah. So, Mikey, what are you having? Can you... Ch- on the WhatsApp. So what, can you choose, please? I sent him a picture of the menu because I'm phoning up now. Delicious. That's the way to it. Anything that gives you joy in yes. anticipation of it has got to be a good thing. It does. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you ate something out of awkwardness or embarrassment? Um, are you asking about if I swallow? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're actually asking? I mean. <laughs> Absolutely, genuinely hadn't crossed my mind, but it's the okay. best answer. That's already, without doubt, the best answer anyone's ever given. Um, um, I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, this is awkward. <laughs> this, this is awkward, this is awkward. Yeah. Um, The answer to that is yes. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm very English and polite, okay. and I will, and I teach my children to force themselves to swallow uh, in the more conventional <laughs> yes. sense. Yeah. 
their disgusting tea that they are given on play days by other mothers. Um, and I say, you, you come home and then you can tell me how disgusting it is, but you yeah. eat what you they don't. give you and no. you are grateful. And you say, thank you very much, it's delicious. And I will do the same. I will then come well, now home. Now I'm doubting the sincerity of and whether I will you slag like it off. carrot cake. Well, you will never know. I'll never know. <laughs> Well, I think I Your do. Your was delicious. Yeah. But you will never know. You God. will never know. Fred, you're too good an actor. I'm not going to... Not gonna... <laughs> that was a very convincing delicious. Um, have you got any particular hopes when it comes to eating in the future in technology? Technology? Oh, probably. I try not to have too many gadgets in right. my house. Because yeah, I when... guess that's part of the whole wholesome well grandma would have done it when i when i'm passing on recipes which yeah. i like to do and i hope to continue to write cookbooks in my life i don't yeah. know it i i feel it's a bit of a rip-off to tell people that they have to have a steamer mm. uh, a special oven a special kind of thing some basic equipment i think is yeah. to say listen this is and really maybe worth. a mixer maybe if you can but if not you can use a hand whisk yeah. or whatever um so I try not... Lots of people use slow cookers, but I always think, yeah, but if you haven't got a slow cooker, what use is a slow cooker recipe, do you? Um, so I just don't use one, I don't have one. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so I tend to... I've got some basic stuff, but... Yeah. Um, I'd like... No, I can't think of stuff... I would like to consult with certain people who make fridges and freezers and basic stuff we've got to say, by the way, your drawers aren't high enough because you can't make ice lollies and put them in or whatever. It's yeah. like, hello, guys, <laughs> some basics here. Yeah. But I feel like that about hotels. You know, I just really? I just constantly walk in. To, you know, I, I never not complain in a hotel. And <laughs> you know, I complain before I even check in, even before I go in the <laughs> You're and on booking.com. Oh, Excuse complaining. me. Excuse me. Yes. So I feel a bit like in life I should be consulting with many areas, is what I'm saying. This sort of is a follow on to your brilliant answer from before about the sort of sitting and eating together as families being so much more important, I think, for well being than necessarily what it is you're even eating. Yeah, it is. Do you think that's under threat with... I feel like the dynamic of our society is changing with... Since the recession, we've got apparently... One in five people now self-employed. Yes. And working flexible hours. And as my family is so... We find it really hard to sit down and have a meal together. We make sure we do uh, maybe f- four times a week. Yeah, I mean... But that is it, because I work yeah, you do weird hours. odd hours. So do I. I mean, I think you you can only do what you can do it yeah. back, goes back to don't beat yourself up like you, you've got to make it work for your family yeah. um, uh, I will make a big effort what I would say to you is what I do do yeah. I will make a dish that even if I'm not there yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will eat it later yeah, yeah. psychologically let's As say I make a lasagna okay so you can put that in the oven They're gonna, we are all going to eat the same food at the end of the day we are not going to have different food experiences throughout our day yeah. separating us any more than we need to it sounds a bit naff but it's a simple thing why, no, why I wouldn't I think that you? makes huge sense um, and then actually if you've all had that lasagna one of you for lunch one of you for dinner how is the lasagna yeah that's yeah. a nice 15 minute conversation yeah, right there. that you can all sh- you've had a shared experience that yeah. day yeah. And, and shared food experience and if three or four food. times a week you can sit down and share a meal together those will be the things that you are going to remember those are mm. the important conversations and I think back to my own childhood and 99% of it 
I can see people sitting around a table. When I get the picture up of it, somebody is around a picnic blanket or um, around, you know, a garden table or a dining room table or something. That's where most of those memories are. I can't really remember what I was eating, but I can definitely remember <laughs> yeah. the faces around but the table. they were occasions and events. And there's small-scale versions of why um, a friend's dad at her wedding gave the loveliest speech I've ever heard. You've, made, you've reminded me of it. My yeah. friend Maya, her dad Woody, gave this amazing sort of example of... because. I'm not married, we're not, just not fussed about it, but this was the best argument for what I'd ever heard, that our lives are like journeys on a map, all going in their own different directions all the time. And when you have a wedding, what you do is put a huge pin in the map where loads of people's lives who are important to each other, some very vicariously or not at all until that day, are in one place at one time. And that's what binds us. And and every meal a family or a group of dear friends have together is a much tinier version of that, I suppose, in a way. Yeah, that's right. It's just what makes us human is our gregarious nature and our moments together. And And eating together is just such an important tiny scale version of why big, big parties and celebrations... Absolutely. ...are important too. No, that's so true. It's a bit Absolutely. gushy, no, but no, I think but I mean I totally it. agree with you. And um, and it is just that thing of if it's there as an it's there as an option, yeah. why the hell wouldn't you? That's the <laughs> bit I don't get. Um, and I think it is just a habit. It is just mm-hmm. you just sometimes have to change habits. Yeah. Um, but it's anyway. I do all this stuff just because it makes me happy. It's just selfishly, it just all makes me happy. That's so. not selfish. That's just a great way of living. It's what, why, why would you do it another way? But yes, yeah. yeah. Um, five second rule: yes or no? On the floor? Yes. Oh my god, no. No. No, no, no. I wouldn't I'm, eat no, it. No, no. I've got some serious. Like I, I w- won't use your loo in your house. With I'll only use my elbows. I don't trust it. I'm You've starting got to germs. understand these hotel complaints <laughs> yes, in advance exactly. a little bit more. No, I'm going to admit I'm a funny mixed bag. Right. On the whole, <laughs> like, oh, she seems like the perfect family life. No, we are. We are over washing our hands. Okay. Are, I'm going to admit a, it. There's some eczema going down. Here. Yes. We're, there is a dryness <laughs> to the hands of the children, and that is because we are overwashing. And you've got a dog. We have. Got and you a think, dog. how can anyone be like scared of germ? Bit sort of germ phobic if you've got a. Big stinky pet. Uh, I wash the dog a lot. Oh, do you? The dog also suffering from a dry skin issue. (laughs) Due to the bleach, the naked bleach on the skin. (laughs) Okay. Do you Uh, know what? Your dog's breath doesn't even smell. Well, that's not not entirely true. And we are. Um, We're next to an open window. But, um, but yes, yeah, so no, I'm not brilliant on the five second rule, so sorry about Fine. that. No, I mean, in distressing news, everyone I'd asked that to had gone, oh, yeah, more like ten minute rule, more like three week rule. And yeah. so I spoke to a doctor who <laughs> went, no, that's disgusting. Exactly my point. Yeah. You see? I don't mean, I shouldn't, I feel like I'm you accidentally see? buying your you paranoia. Are. Right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and, and then I spoke, I, I spoke to a chef actually who said, no. No, and I was like, oh dear, a doctor and the chef, and everyone else is doing it. And he said, oh no, I do it on my own. Oh. And I had, of course, I wasn't asking if he'd serve someone something he'd flopped on the floor. <laughs> do you? He said, I'm not going to wait. Yeah, that would make yourself a out of a job. Mmm, delicious.
Mortals receive long-awaited empirical proof that heaven exists for people who've behaved nicely in life and, as you'd imagine, it's perfect up there. But moments after the discovery is announced, there's a second announcement saying they're closing it now because of cuts. And only you can save it. Oddly, to keep heaven open, you have to run up one million steps and they're sandy like a beach, so it's even harder. But you do it! You're a hero. You're very sweaty and tired out, though. It's the workout of a lifetime. You're allowed to shower or whatever you want. That was a good... You're allowed to shower or whatever you want to uh, sort of freshen up and feel human. Yes. And you realise how hungry you are because you're so tired. And you're a hero. I mean, you're elated, full of kind of all the joys of life. And your reward is you can have whatever you would like. I want to know what you're going to have to eat, what you're going to have to drink, who with and where and none of these things have to be practical they don't have to be with people who are alive or who'd realistically be there anything goes the thing is in that amazing scenario apart from you've just described like a nightmare to me with the exercise as someone who doesn't really like to sweat sorry in any way but that's okay because the reward is there it'll be heavily air conditioned where the steps are okay good I'm going to in my mind imagine they're quite mini steps mini little not too sweaty and then (laughs) um, but what you've described is the kind of you can have anything you want I feel like that's where I am every day so I'm only going to ever be able to answer 20 years ago would have said, would probably have described here and now really that's so, so lovely to hear I'm going though. to say I'd be with my family I mean I'm sure everyone yeah. says it but who, what, who what, am I going to pick someone else's family yeah, yeah, yeah. like what a famous person they're wankers no I'm okay not to have a famous person so it's got to be with my family my two kids and my husband um, I think we can lose Barry the dog we don't need Barry there <laughs> I mean, the whole hygiene stuff does get me down. Um, and what am I going to eat? I mean, I've written 300 recipes over my three cookbooks, and the reason they're in there is because they're my favourite recipes, yeah. so I'm probably going to eat one of mine. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to eat one of Gordon Ramsay's? I don't think so. No. Um, so I'm probably going to have some delicious cake certainly yes. I probably will have you know a delicious cake a pavlova maybe oh. a something like that I'm probably going to have that to start with yes why not I quite like sweet to start with Perfect. moving into savoury yes. if it's my last meal I'm going to have loads of dairy because I can't have dairy nice. because of the wind so um, <laughs> I'm going to go well it doesn't matter the wind it doesn't right. apply um, so we're not going to have the, the bloatedness, so that's great. If anything, get you up to heaven. Get you to heaven quicker. Yeah, get me through those gates quick <laughs> as a flash. Um, and uh, the other thing that is left over from childhood that never ceases to fill me with a sort of sense of naughty, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing that, is putting in my mouth at the same time chocolate and crisps. And <gasps> it, it was left over from the tuck shop and it still today is the secret thing I do in a hotel room when I'm filming nice. where I go I'm going for the double going for the double what um, chocolate and what crisps are the ideal combo a milk chocolate a no. fruit and nut I'm going to say a fruit just like and nut. a dairy milk oh, something fruit like nut. that maybe Cabbage fruit and dairy. nut yeah, yeah. and I'm then going to put in I'm going to be popping in a salt and vinegar a salt and vinegar um, walkers walkers always oh. um, so yeah what a thing but anyway in between that is a whole bunch of other really delicious food that I would add in yeah. um, but I just feel like I, I I feel very very lucky. I feel very mm. privileged. I eat a lot of food. 
that I absolutely love yeah. and I can't think of it being better yeah. uh, going back to the thing where I went to a fancy man's restaurant where everything's foraged and I, and I leave going can't wait to have just something yeah. that I have at home basically some cheese and toast so yeah. it's a sort of a little bit smug my answer but no, it is I true don't at least smug at all that's fantastic Thank you very, very much to Faye Ripley. What a star. And yes, I do wish I'd bothered icing my cake now, but it was just totally impractical. I got trapped underground on a tube for 45 minutes on my way there, so I was already really late and I didn't want to take up any more of our precious hoovering time. Please buy Faye's books. They're all on Amazon and they're ace. She is funny as on the socials. Follow her too, at Faye Rip. Get all over the podcast on social media, at the Hoovering Pod. Follow us, shout about the podcast, tell every sausage you've ever met about it. Thank you, thank you if you're already doing that. I don't have any PR, so you tooting about this show is the only way I can grow it. Your rates, reviews and subscribes, hollers everywhere and anywhere are what's causing the biggerness and the betteringness of this podcast. Thank you, thank you and thank you. If you've got actual money, even a tiny bit, that you could put towards doing those same things for the podcast in exchange for monthly gifts, please do visit patreon.com forward slash thehooverinpod. Tweet me or email me through my website, jessicafosterq.com. My Twitter's at jessicafosterq. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.